Today on Locked On Rockies, the Colorado Rockies were bullied by their NL West big brothers yet again. They're the true test. If you want to measure how good the Rockies need to be, that's the team you need to beat. You are Locked On Rockies, your daily Colorado Rockies podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Rockies fans, welcome into the Locked On Rockies podcast for today, the 14th day of August in the year 2023. I am your host of the Locked On Rockies podcast, Paul Holden, bringing you your daily Colorado Rockies talk right here on the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. If your team is the Colorado Rockies, well, you're in the right spot. That's what we do around here every weekday. We bring you a daily Colorado Rockies podcast. Thank you for making us your first listen of the day. We're free and streaming on your favorite streaming service. You can also find us on SiriusXM and the SiriusXM app. We are talking about the Rockies being straight up dominated again by the Dodgers here this weekend on today's episode and how they are truly the test. The biggest test the Rockies will ever face and will continue to face, especially during regular seasons and our, our mindset of when the Rockies are back to being a good baseball team will always involve the Dodgers and the Rockies will always be tested by the Dodgers. We'll dive into that. Also, a lot of injury updates and uh, changes for the Rockies here. We'll talk about that coming up as well. So don't miss out on the show today. Subscribe to Locked on Rockies on YouTube there and uh, be part of the show. Let us know your comments and uh, let us know what's going on in your mind when it comes to Rockies talk. So uh, as you saw <laughs> this weekend, uh, the Rockies were outmatched 100% again. This isn't the first time, probably won't be the last time, and it won't be the last time coming up. I hate when the Rockies played the Dodgers. Absolutely hate it. Because the Rockies are everything the Dodgers are not. And even with this being a, 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 a series of growth and even being this moment where the Rockies are very young and inexperienced in going through this. It just doesn't feel like the Dodgers go through any of these stretches, at least that I can remember. Yes, the Dodgers have historically fallen short of their ultimate goal of winning a lot of World Series. It's just frustrating because everything about the Dodgers is glowing. Even if the Dodgers went young and made changes and did things like the Rockies, I don't think you get stat lines like this. Rockies get swept in four-game series, strike out 49 times, and walk twice. That's from Patrick Saunders on Twitter. That's a huge problem. Even with this being a team of young guys, even with this being a team that that is, is going through the adversity and learning to go through it and going through the grind... It's incredibly frustrating to see still how far away those players are from taking on that team. The Dodgers are the test. Anytime the Rockies match up against the Dodgers, anytime they line up against the Dodgers, anytime they play the Dodgers, it's a test. Because the Rockies fail this test continuously. And they failed the test against San Francisco as well. These two teams historically dominating the Colorado Rockies, especially of late. You know things are back on track for the Rockies, and this team is in a better spot when they're beating the Dodgers. When they are not only beating the Dodgers, but handling the Dodgers both on the road and at home. Right now, and with this crop of players, 
the Dodgers can exploit the weaknesses of the Rockies, which is a high chase, high strikeout team. These series must be impactful learning moments for the young guys, and there has to be adjustments from them going forward as there are far too many Rockies that are striking out at nearly a 50% rate. All of these young guys, even with these things, even with the ups and downs of Montero this year and the weirdness there, Doyle in his struggle, and, and the list goes on, and Nolan Jones as well. You cannot be striking out at a near 50% rate, and you cannot only walk twice while striking out over 40 times in a four-game series. 48 strikeouts over a four-game series. That is more than a 10. That is averaging at least 10 strikeouts per game. That's more than 10 strikeouts per game. That's 12 strikeouts per game average we can have hope and look for hope in these young guys and be glad that the rockies are turning young but that's a problem there's a massive problem in the development and the approach that the young rockies are being shown right now because it is not working it is not helping young rockies hitters develop and it's not helping the rockies beat the dodgers they are the test if the rockies fail miserably like they did against LA this weekend they are failing the test they are failing these opportunities they are failing in these big moments and now failure might be a good thing this things can change and we can see and hopefully the Rockies can adjust especially going through the rest but this team has been striking out like crazy all season the offensive numbers have been dipping for years, and, and, and same with the lack of discipline and not generating walks. So the problem, again, is deeper than we think. I think that these guys will improve their strikeout rates. I think they will get better at, at looking at Major League Pitching. But they're Sunday's game. You can't just go up there and get blown away on three pitches. Because that doesn't instill any confidence in anybody about their ability to be ready to play Major League Ball and play Major League Ball against the best. Because as the Rockies learned over the weekend, especially those young guys, and it's a reminder for most of them, really, that's the team you have to start beating first. Because the Dodgers are going to be there. The Dodgers are going to be one of the best teams in the business. And you have opportunities to go up against them a lot in the regular season. So if you want to think that your team is competitive, and this goes even back to Schmidt's 500 comments, or I'm sorry, Momfort's 500 comments, and I know the team looks different now. But until the Rockies start playing 500 ball against the Dodgers, you can't hope that they are going to be playing as good of ball as possible because you have to play the Dodgers so much. And they don't do much better against San Francisco. So this series I, I it's all learning opportunities for these guys it's all moments for these guys but the key takeaway and one of the things that that you have to keep in mind with this is that you hope that this year is the outlier because things need to really we need to start seeing really good improvement when this season ends because the trends that the Rockies are setting right now are incredibly concerning, especially when you're looking at the lineups, especially in some of these guys that are being put out there, they're going to be seeing consistent time. And now with some of these return from injuries, some of those other guys, their time might even be limited as the Rockies have to go here. But 
The Rockies still can't avoid the injury bug there as well as we'll uh, dive into more here coming up. Some people, unfortunately, not uh, getting hurt and people, fortunately, returning from being hurt. We'll talk about that more, but I want to continue to dive into this mindset and, and, and just kind of the frustrations here from this series and kind of the next benchmark that we really can look for for the Rockies is rooted in series against the Dodgers. Let's do that coming up here in segment number two. I forgot to mention this at the top, but this show is brought to you by Game Time. Game Time was the reason I got into the All-Star game last second, 10 minutes before first pitch. I got one of their last second deals. I was able to go to the All-Star game, and I was able to see Elias Diaz win it for the NL West. Buying tickets to your favorite events shouldn't be stressful. Game Time is the fast and easy way to buy tickets for all the sports, music, comedy, and theater near you. Like I said, last minute tickets. I got my tickets less than 10 minutes before first pitch of the All-Star game, and I was in there. You can check out the flash deals for yourself my favorite part about game time is they have images of the seats so you know where you are sitting ahead of time there or when you're grabbing those last second tickets so snag the tickets without the stress with game time download the game time app create an account and use code locked on mlb for 20 dollars off your first purchase terms do apply again create an account and redeem code locked on mlb for 20 dollars off download game time today last minute tickets lowest price guaranteed this is the Locked on Rockies podcast. We're free and streaming on your favorite streaming service, bringing you your daily Colorado Rockies talk right here on the Locked on Podcast Network. Shout-outs to my everydayers out there. Shout-out to my first listeners out there. And I wanted to take a moment here because this kind of relates to what we were talking about, and I wanted to uh, read this YouTube comment here from Gold 53 Enough. Because uh, and, and, the, the, the question I asked uh, last week was, the Colorado Rockies are playing close ball games. Is that enough? Kgold or 53 says, enough. Rocks are 5-9 and nine in their last 14 games. Mind you, this, again, was last week before the series, so it's even worse now. I've, I think that would go 5 and, uh, what was that? Yeah, 13 in their last 18 games, 5-13 and 13 in their last 18 games. And uh, 6 and 14 in their last 20. If lucky at that pace, they will barely avoid 100 losses. But will a season, say, 98 losses be enough? And I think this is an interesting point because it's, it's what truly is enough. For us, as Rockies fans this year, I think the Rockies winning series against a team like the Dodgers and spoiling things for player or for teams would be enough. And being clo- in close ballgames felt like it was kind of enough. But then series like this happen, where the Rockies are just clearly outmatched. They're outmatched on the mound. They're outmatched on offense. They're outmatched in the dugout. They're outmatched in the front office. They're outmatched in the farm system. They're outmatched in the money. I mean, I know that's too, but that, that could change at the end. Truly, it really could, especially with the Momfort influence growing in Colorado, the the Rockies being a team that that doesn't deal with with some of the same issues. They'll never have L.A. money. But the Rockies have certain, certainly opened their wallet up a bit before and they could address some of these problems in, in bringing in. It depends on what it looks like because the without the long plan, the, the long-term plan, the real commitment to some of the plans that they've had until really this trade deadline where they actually punted moved on from vets, and admitted that they wanted to replenish the farm system, especially with pitchers, 
you just look at the Dodgers, the evil empire. Uh, it's just all perfect over there, minus the postseason performances. I, I, I might get you, but they're always there. They're always in that conversation. They're always a factor. So when we're looking, is it enough to be in close games with the Dodgers? It's not enough. It isn't. What's enough is playing 500 ball and hanging in there with the Dodgers. And then, but this weekend is just a harsh reminder of how far the Rockies still have to come. And it might speed up. They're pros. They're baseball players. They're young. They're getting the experience. You know, it might... 2025 could roll around, and, and, and they got it. But it takes time and patience on all ends and a commitment to a plan of, of improvement. But in the post-Arenado and post-playoff eras of Rockies baseball, the confidence in the development and building of an offense especially isn't there. I'm not confident in this Rockies team to bring out the best in these hitters. I'm confident that the Rockies have the have have good solid young guys in the right defensive positions and those are paying off and they have good eyes for certain players and certain traits. But when I'm looking at two of the biggest parts of the game pitching and the huge issue there being relying so much on this rotation and not really building up a lot of depth in that farm system, and that's directly related to inactions at trade deadlines and going in the past, and that goes deeper and deeper in Rocky's lore. And then I'm looking at an offense that just has not, doesn't have nearly the sizzle, the pop, the flair of Bill, of budding Rockies teams, of young, exciting Rockies teams. When the Rockies were going with Story and Arenado and, and LeMahieu, mixed with a cargo bat out there and a hot Charlie Blackman, I mean, that was a Rockies offense that was sizzling. I mean, at least the first six batters, the rest of them not so much. But there was there, there's there, there was there a lot to be confident in the future of the Rockies offense. And and I just don't feel the same way. I don't feel when the and it's and it's just the reminder when the Rockies are tested by the Dodgers, it's still that reminder of the Rockies got a lot of work to do, and I and it, and it really brings back to I don't know if it's talent evaluation, I don't know if it's actual talent, I don't know what it is, but the Rockies just look so outmatched by the Dodgers that. It just brings such a layer of doubt. It just clouds so much of your perception of these young guys. But you can't ignore this performance, these performances against division rivals. There has to, I mean, it does not, I mean, to just, the, the, the stats of him, of Arias getting out on the first pitch in 0-1 counts yesterday were nuts. The Rockies just aren't. I'm not seeing an, uh, when um, in these tests. I just want to see a little bit more fight. I mean, Tovar again. I, I'm, I'm props to him. He's the one that 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 is is kind of is keeping the fire ro- roaring a little bit in terms of excitement on the young guys. But I just was hoping to see a little bit more from these from the guys 
going up against a tough Dodgers team, knowing that it's their opportunity, their time, their 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 moment in the lineup. And there's no it's 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 not struggle just struggles. It's domination. You you can't be averaging 12 strikeouts a game in the series. You just, I mean, and that ain't going to work. And, and you know, the the Rockies kept it close in two of the games. Didn't really feel like as much there uh on Saturday, especially with the Rockies being down, but I mean, this is a team that 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 went up against uh uh, uh the the top dog, the the one of the best teams in the business and they could muster up barely anything. I don't think they got, let's see, the most hits they got in the game were five. Five hits total. They got less than 20 hits on the season, or uh, 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 in the series. And they got outscored by, let's see, what is this? Uh, 14, 18, 20. So they got outscored 22 six all while striking out 48 times and walking twice the rockies failed this test the young rockies had an opportunity to 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 go out and make a statement and they failed and they and it's not to and so that doesn't mean we crumple it all up we throw it all away we completely go down on these uh, uh, on 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 our on our hopes for these guys it's just a moment of adversity. It's another losing streak for the Rockies that they're currently going through. How do they respond? And I was hoping to see this team respond after missing out in 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 Milwaukee and respond from starting this road trip out doing something they've they they haven't done since 2009 and and changing things up a little bit. But now two series in a row. The Rockies have faced playoff teams, and they've come up short. And in this Dodgers series, they came up a lot shorter than you were hoping because all in all, that was a tough weekend of baseball to watch. Uh, I mean, to be plain and simple, I mean, it, there was some excitement, the home runs, you know. It's good good to see the Rockies being able to leave the yard a little bit, but that was a, that was a moment I was hoping to see a little bit more, a little bit more bite and a little bit more fight back from from the Rockies, but learning moment. Respond. I want to see. I want us be able to look back when we're going through this season. I want to be able to look back a month from now and see the Rockies strikeout numbers dip and walks taken rise, because then you can feel a little bit better about this stuff, and you can see that this team is in fact making adjustments and moving things on. And as I'm going through all of this, I, I, I just sit here and I do wonder in my in my criticism, it's where does the criticism mostly fall? Does it fall on guys that are continuing to to expose themselves to the major league level and navigate through the ebbs and flows, the ups and downs of a season? Or is it on the the, the team creating the approach, creating the prep? Is this, should we be looking more and doing more criticizing in the dugout and in the front office like we already have been? Or is it really that mix of both? Because it's it's hard to tell right now. But all we know is the Rockies got a long way to go until they're on the same level 
as the Dodgers. So anyway, that's just kind of my breakdown of that. The Rockies uh, get to try to right the ship here against a struggling Diamondbacks team here at home. First pitch just a couple hours away. Uh, But let's uh, take a look. A lot of injury news for the Rockies here. Uh, A lot of changes when it comes to injuries and uh, uh, return. A big return for the the Rockies as well. We're going to get to that coming up here in segment number three. This is the Locked On Rockies podcast for free and streaming on your favorite streaming service. Bringing you your daily Colorado Rockies talk right here on the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. If your team's Colorado Rockies, you're in the right spot. Hey, thanks for checking us out. Thanks for listening to us. Thanks for hanging out with us here on the Locked On Rockies podcast. We love having you around here. And uh, thank you so much again. Your support on YouTube is uh, is a big time, a big time help. Check us out on SiriusXM and the SiriusXM app if you are wanting some more play-by-play action and some more fun here from the network. All right, uh, let's talk about the, some some changes for the Rockies coming up here. The big one, Chuck Nasty is returning. The Rockies, uh, this is from Patrick Saunders here on Twitter. Rockies reinstate outfielder Charlie Blackman from the IL. Cole Tucker, who unfortunately uh, did not have a very great day yesterday after being reinserted into the lineup, um, was designated for an assignment. Outfielder Sean Bouchard is reinstated from the 60-day IL list and is optioned to AAA Albuquerque. So another young Rockies outfielder that might get a little bit of time here uh, at the end of this season. We'll see how the Rockies handle that. But more news here for the Rocks. Rockies manager Bud Black, this comes from Patrick Lyons, has confidence that Ryan Feltner, out since May with a skull fracture and concussion off a comebacker, will pitch again in 2023. Feltner will throw a bullpen on Tuesday and face live hitters on Saturday at Coors Field without a protective screen. So something to keep your mind on. And look, there's the Rockies. Uh, that would be great to see him if he can get out there. I, that, I feel like one of the hardest things about that's got to be building up that confidence there of getting back into uh, the swing of things and getting back in action because it's one of the most scary injuries in, in all of sports and everything. So great news uh, there. In terms of uh, Feltner and uh, Chuck Nasty, Charlie Blackman hopefully going to come back and bring you know that veteran presence, someone that will take some more pitches and uh, hopefully uh, get a little bit more oomph into this offense here. But uh, just wanted to uh, bring up one more thing here. Uh, from Patrick Saunders before the game yesterday. Rockies uh, entered uh, the game on August 13th, hitting 188 on the uh, 10-game road trip at that point. And if you toss out the 15-hit game against Milwaukee, the average is 160, kind of highlighting the uh, offensive issues there as I'm catching up on my tweets you should know about. And then uh, finally, uh, Rockies do lose uh, Jerks and Profar to a twisted knee, currently listed as day-to-day, but uh, I'm going to certainly say he uh, did not... it did not look like a good one and did not look like something he would be returning back from immediately. So Rockies are opening, uh, have a new opening there in the outfield. And that will uh, certainly be another opportunity for the Rockies to figure out what to do and uh, get some looks at some of these young guys and probably figure out ways to get uh, both Tolia and Montero into the lineup consistently uh, as they uh, wait to see how long Profar will be out. Uh, I'm not sure if, uh, 
He did not require an MRA, uh, an MRI after leaving. So uh, Profar might be back sooner rather than later. But I'm, I'm certainly going to assume that he's not in the game tonight. Uh, and they'll be resting, uh, resting him there. So Rocky's got to uh, see if they can start getting some uh, some wins against Arizona this year because the Arizona's dominated the Rockies so far this season, uh, went leading the series six to one uh, so far. And they, this is uh, going to be one of the final two series the Rockies have. So the Rockies only have six more opportunities to uh, come back into this series and uh, make it a little uh, much harder for Arizona to get back into the playoff race. Uh, Arizona is sitting 14 games uh, above the Rockies and currently sitting at 500 at 59 and 59. Merrill Kelly taking on Chris Flexen today. Who boy, we'll see what happens uh, during the, the Flexen experience here, which has been uh, something. That's for sure. Rockies looking to try to uh, snap a five-game losing streak here. Diamondbacks have won two of their last uh, five ball games here and looking to keep the win streak alive and get back above 500 here against the Rockies. Man, that another test, another test for the Rockies, the Diamondbacks. We've talked about this before, and this is another one where the Rockies have underperformed all season long. So we'll see. We'll see how the uh, the changes in the lineup impact the Rockies in this series. See what the return of some vets uh, has to do with it, and we'll see if uh, Flexen can uh, get to that uh, get get capture some of that magic from uh, the second start that he had and not so much some of the others here for the Rockies folks. That's going to do it for us today here on the lockdown Rockies podcast. Thank you so much. We are free and streaming on your favorite streaming service, bringing you your daily Colorado Rockies talk. Check us out. YouTube streaming services, wherever you find podcasts and uh, go check out the locked on Broncos, locked on avalanche, locked on nuggets and locked on buffs podcast for all your Colorado sports action until next time. This is Paul Holden saying so long from the locked on Rockies podcast.